You are listening to The Polk Experience. Welcome back, everyone, to The Polk Experience. I'm Jack Cormier, and I am today with... Gerald Richardson. First time on the podcast. Yeah, well, first time hosting. First time hosting. Guest last time. I was was a guest. My my initial... uh, week there with sports marketing but now i'm a uh, i'm a vet full-fledged here we go so kevin is on the road so uh so we're doing this one without him and uh, i'm sure everyone who normally tunes in will miss him so uh <laughs> yeah i don't have that same voice as kevin. say, uh, kevin's got that we can uh, we can both uh, try to talk a lot deeper <laughs> sound like kevin and today we are going to talk box lacrosse welcome yeah, I'm Brandon Shiraga. I'm the national director of the Interstate Box Lacrosse Association. And you are having the nationals at the RP Funding Center. IBLA Nationals. It's our national championship tournament. And September 17th to 19th right here in uh, Lakeland. For folks who aren't familiar with it, the key phrase with lacrosse is always the fastest sport on two feet. So, And box lacrosse, though, goes even a little bit quicker. Talk, Tell us about it. Well, box lacrosse is played in a rink. There's a shot clock. The goals are small. There's still a lot of scoring, very physical, and you're completely enclosed. So the ball never leaves the surface. It's always bouncing around, and it really is one of those types of sports that you just can't keep your eyes off. So for Florida, though, it's fairly new. However, this is a sport that's been established in Canada for years. In Canada, it's their national summer sport. So it's a game that is widely popular up there. And when the U.S. started to catch on to the game, the same thing happened. It just it started to boom. And that's where we are right now in the game box across in the U.S. It's in that phase where the game is really growing fast and everywhere. So you were telling us over lunch that, the, uh, that you expanded by 15 teams this year. Yeah, just this year we added 15 teams. We're up to 47 total. And this is our biggest nationals ever. We have 17 regions this year, and the winner of each and every region is coming to Florida for, for nationals. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, pool play, Friday, Saturday, and then single elimination on Sunday. Yep, so all the teams will be playing uh, a minimum of three games and then once we get to Sunday if you lose you go home if you you win you move on and you came into the sport be, because you played yourself so tell us about that yeah I you know I grew up in Southern California and I grew up playing box across which not a lot of people can say in uh, in <laughs> Southern California um, but there was a flyer in my elementary school and it the flyer said, youth box across and I said this sounds kind of cool so I started playing and that was the only form of lacrosse I ever knew about growing up and uh, I just fell in love with it right away I caught the bug and uh, you know just loved the game so much that it took me to Canada where I played juniors uh, stayed up there to play and I came back to the states and I was you know, thinking, well, now what? And uh, there needs to be a, another competitive option. And that's how the IBLA was formed, to have a competitive box across league in the U.S. for players that are serious about the game and they don't have to relocate and go to Canada, but you still get that same type of experience. And Poutain, any Poutain uh, being sold at the stadium for this now? 
ah, you know what? That's a good idea. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. So, Gerald, are you familiar <laughs> with Poutine? I am not. Okay, so you got to think um, undercooked French fries and gravy and cheese curds. Yeah, and it's it's probably one of the most Canadian foods. That yeah, that's re- like hmm, the top of the food chain. Yeah, I haven't had that one before. Okay. I mean, we're a little far from Canada, but there's definitely going to be some players from Canada playing in the tournament, so maybe they'll bring it down. And <laughs> and you said you also have a, a, some Native American teams as well. We do. We have two teams that are... Uh, regional champions and their native ran teams, native players on the teams, and for them the game is just it, it's so much more than a game. You know, it, it's it's part of their culture, and um, it's going to be special for everyone else too to be around them and, and learn from them and play against them and see how they treat the game. And I think that's one of the most special things about lacrosse compared to other sports is. There's a cultural meaning behind the game that's more than just a sport. It's really part of uh, part of a life um, for for so many people. I mean, those those first tribes. I mean, this is this is a key aspect of of their experience. And like all things, we take it away and turn it into a game. No, uh, so um, and then tell them they can't play it in the Olympics. Uh, so. Um, so yeah, that's got to be a special uh, experience for the players playing with them because it does have so much more meaning. Yeah, and one thing we've noticed in our league is the players really respect where the game came from and they respect being able to play against native athletes and you know, it, it's such a unique experience because like I said, it, the game is just so much more for them, but they also are just playing out really good too. They're really good at box lacrosse and field lacrosse, but in, in the box, they know how to score. They know how to play defense. They, they're smart. And for them to come and, and play here in Florida is going to be a treat to watch. That is something that shouldn't be taken for granted because it's not every day you'll get to see that. Um, it's going to be not only really cool on the, on the side of what the meaning is behind it, but it's going to be just really entertaining as well. Okay, so Gerald, you shouldn't have taken that bet from me for <laughs> twenty-five bucks on the native. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> you talked about. Uh, I mean, you talked a little bit about uh, the magnitude of interstate box across the the organization here, uh, but this is the the world's largest box across association, the world's largest box across national championship. Just speak about in regards to the teams that are traveling now to Lakeland this upcoming few days for the event where these teams are coming from in the United States we have teams coming from literally every corner in the of the country and as far northeast as Maine as far uh, southwest as San Diego as far northwest as Washington and right here in Florida and, and in between as well to plenty of teams in the Midwest and that's one of the really cool things about the event is everyone's coming here to Lakeland because of box lacrosse. And um, it's a common interest that is very unique, but yet the passion is so strong. The guys would do anything to play the game and to be able to do it here in, in, in such a nice destination, I think, is what makes it even more special. 
A um, little bit in regards to the game, and once again, we we're talking over lunch. Um, the format, a little different box across than your traditional across. Um, but just speak a little bit about that in regards to the number of players that are on the field at once and, and kind of players shifting in, shifting out. Um, and like I say, not your regular lacrosse with, you know, the number of guys that you normally have out there. Yeah, in, in box cross, you have subbing on the fly. The, the setup of the rink is uh, very similar to hockey where you have benches and the doors open where the players come onto the floor. Um, and you have offensive players and defensive players. And if you talk to a really good offensive player, he has no desire to play defense because his, uh, his specialty is to score goals. And same thing for a defender. They know that their job is not to put the ball in the net. Their, their job is to keep the ball out of the net. Box across goaltending is a really specialized position. There's nothing that really looks anything like it. There's pieces of other sports that can make you a better box goalie, but at the end of the day, you're seeing a 90-mile-per-hour shot or 100-mile-per-hour shot, and you got to take it right in the face and be ready to go again to get the rebound as well. There's nothing like it. So there's a lot of unique parts of the game. The shot clock's a really big part of it where you only got 30 seconds, so you, you got to make the most of it. Yeah, and that's one of the things, you know, like I say, myself watching some videos online is, you know, this, you got this ball flinging it, you know, as you mentioned, 90 miles an hour plus, and guys that are out, other than the goalie, of course, the goalie's padded and got, you know, helmet pads, you know, on the chest, legs, everywhere. Obviously, the, the, all the other players do have helmets, but, you know, outside of that, you know, you get whacked with one of those things. I, eh, I don't I don't want to be out there getting hit with one of those <laughs> yeah. balls. I'll, I'll sit outside and watch. Yeah. <laughs> It, it really is elements of different, it feels like elements of different sports for those of us who aren't native or born into having experienced lacrosse otherwise. So you're saying it's, you know, tactics similar to basketball in, in, in spots, similar to hockey in spots. And the reason why they use the, the uh, you know, retired or off-season rinks, you said because of the, the on and off for the, for the offense and defense, similar to hockey. Any other sports that, that uh, might somebody might connect to and go, oh, wow, if it's, you know, boxing? No, um, <laughs> because there's an awful lot of contact. It's a physical, it's not only a fast sport, but a physical sport along the board, so. I always say it, it reminds me the most of basketball and hockey, but, you know, there's obviously elements of uh, other sports too. You know, soccer in a lot of ways has the speed that you see with guys flying up and down like arena soccer very similar arena football those type of games that are in an enclosed area if you like any of those sports you'll love box lacrosse for sure and uh, tickets are available at the rp funding center or online i take it yep or online at rpfundingcenter.com and there's a lot of different types of tickets which is cool because if you want to spend the entire weekend there you can get a weekend pass and that's you know you're all access so you can go every single day to all 33 games um, or you just want to come to championship uh, there's a Sunday pass a day pass for Sunday Saturday and Friday all three days and uh, I think what is cool though if you if you want to come for the whole weekend you know what I would recommend is you try to watch the teams from from all these different areas and see how they play and, and see how it's different from team to team and you know there's plenty of teams that could go it could go down to the wire but you also see games or you'll see games where there's teams that uh box across was played for the first time in that state ever in the history of let's say the state of louisiana where we brought two teams that champion that's coming from louisiana 
boxer Russell's played for the first time ever there because of the IBLA this this season. So there's some really cool stories too to keep an eye on. Of course, there's great talent and great teams, but that's what makes the the unique really or the event really unique. And and Lakeland is is suited for this kind of thing. So we were talking at, at lunch where. You know, downtown Lakeland's right there, so so I assume most of the teams are going to stay right around the RP Funding Center. So uh, so downtown Lakeland, just a short hop away. Um, you know, RP has a, a bunch of stuff going on it, it all the time. But uh, tell us about your experience so far for downtown Lakeland. What do you think? Well, what I love about Lakeland and RP Funding Center is the proximity of everything. You know, you you stay at the two hotels that are in the same parking lot as the arena, you know, you can walk to your games and then at the same time you can go walk to the restaurants in downtown Lakeland. You can get a drink, you know, you can spend some time in the nice weather out here. And that's, what's really cool about this place is it's a, it's a nice place to be. And you're, you're enjoying your time here if you're a player or a fan and then when you want to watch box across it's it's right there and so. let me and you will miss it when march rolls around in new jersey you'll be like oh i wish it was back in lakeland <laughs> yeah <So. laughs> yeah well and, and that's why i think it is such a special experience is that there's a lot of players that maybe they've never even seen a palm tree oh, <laughs> so, <there you> go. <laughs> so now they get to um, and if now it's probably not fair asking you to handicap it, but if you were going to handicap it, if there were teams to keep an eye on, I'm going to go and I want to watch the what I think is going to be the hot team. What teams would I look for? You know, there's teams that are so experienced and they've played together for such a long time because they grew up with each other, and and, and those are teams like the Seneca Marksmen. These guys are from uh, the Seneca. Uh, nation which is in western new york and you know they grew up playing together since they were three four years old and you know to say that they have team chemistry is that's a whole other level of team chemistry (laughs) but then you have teams um that are just so athletic and uh so quick and the there's a team from louisville uh, kentucky where all these guys played together in college for bellarmine and, and and they have great chemistry and then you have the main Northman who won IBLA Nationals two years ago. And that's a team that they just know how to play the game and they're strong and they're tough. So those are a few teams that I think are definitely worth keeping their eye on. But we also have so, so many new teams this year that there could be those surprises where all of a sudden it's like, wow, who are these guys? And you just never know. But at the same time, we know Every team's got those couple guys who you know can make a difference, and if you're one of those teams that's got to play against a, a talented player, you you know you definitely need to do your scouting. That's for sure. And you were telling us earlier, this is a game where uh, you don't want to blink because it's gonna a score is gonna happen. So, typical game is uh, what? Uh, usually, you know, you're seeing. 15 goals, you know, a typical score could be like 15, 13, 18, 12, 18, 16. And if, like you said, if you're if you're not watching closely, you could miss a few goals in just a short bit of time. So what what's really entertaining at the end of a game is it could be 2-3 goal margin with a couple minutes left, but that game's not over yet because uh, there's only a 30-second shot clock. So you cannot just kill the game. Uh, by draining the clock because you only have 30 seconds and then it's a turnover. So you still have to play a full game no matter what, winning or losing. Um, so 
that's one of the things I love about it for sure. Super. So uh, event is next weekend. We discussed that. Um, what time frame those potential people, you know, that may be listening, that may actually be interested in going? Um, what's the time frame on Friday, Saturday, Sunday? So Friday is starting at 5 p.m. and that runs through the evening. And, and Friday night is uh, is obviously the first day of the tournament, but it's also special because after the games on Friday is IBLA Awards. So that's our award show that we have at IBLA Nationals. So that's at the end of Friday. And then Saturday is the busiest day by far and away. It's 9 a.m. to after 9 p.m. So you have 12, 13 hours of box across nonstop and really important games because especially at the end of Saturday, you know, we start to learn who will advance to Sunday. And then Sunday is 9 a.m. Uh, wrapping up the championship game that's at 3.30. So you have probably the most amount of box across in, in three days uh, that you'll see um, in a long time, that's for sure. And one thing I would tell fans is if you're coming to any of these games, you know, try to 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 learn the game too because it, it's such a um, there's so many nuances to the game and so many things that happen off the ball uh, with the goaltending with the defense and you've 33 games so you have a lot to a lot to watch. Wow! So we'll be experts. We'll just we'll start we'll start on Friday. <laughs> And and just go all the way through. Is, is it too late to get our own team in? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we could put Kevin in goal. He, 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 well, he, well, he said, you know, normally eighteen, you know, scores. Uh, that'd be probably eighteen scores a minute with yeah. us in goal. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe you can have two guys in goal. Yeah. Can you do that? You can have maybe. two guys in goal, and then maybe. everyone else running around. Yeah. I still think Kevin would. Kevin would fill the crease. He, he'd definitely fill the crease. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin would be our goalie. So as a as I tell people, I said, we believe it or not. Same sports coat, Kevin and I, but he's a 14 shoe. I can't even believe it. It's, it's, it's a foot and a half. So, All right. Well, thank you for being on with us. And uh, until next time, thank hey. you for tuning in to the Polk Experience. Hey, glad to be here. Look forward to uh, Kevin missing another one. Yeah, that's up too. Kevin? Kevin's always in well, and out, so yeah, I'm sure there'll be another opportunity. Plenty of time to get on yeah. here. See you again soon.